All right. Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate and enlighten others to mental health issues. Yep. Here we go again. Here we go again. Yep. So before we get started, here's my really lengthy disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a therapy session. I am not your therapist. So don't pretend I am. Don't pretend we're actually here to help you. Or we know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know any of that. (laughs) So actually, if any of this does trigger things for you or brings up any issues that you feel you may need help with, please don't hesitate to contact a mental health specialist in your area. There are community resources available. A lot of people with insurances have therapists available through their insurance companies. So if you need help, get help. Yeah. Reach out. Reach out. Yeah. So we have actually been receiving several comments and a couple of questions about the last two um, episodes that we have done that has kind of touched on different personality disorders. And so I think it's raised up a, a dialogue about what personality disorders really are. And the one question that we, we had that we thought we might want to address in this episode is um, we had one person just, and I don't know if it's male or female, said, how do I know if my partner is really narcissistic? Ah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Is, are they just narcissistic or is he just an asshole? Right. <laughs> exactly. And how do I know the difference? So what do I do with him? <laughs> yeah. Or her. Or yes. her. Or, or her. her. Yeah, we or can't. Her. Yeah, we can't. Just, we can't just man hate here. No, no, no. It's not just all about men. Well, they think it is. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but no, it's not about men. But anyway, so... We thought we would kind of touch on that um, a little bit because we did touch on narcissism a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. So remember with narcissism, to actually be diagnosed with a narcissistic personality disorder, you have to meet the criteria outlined in the DSM-5. And I think we you put a link to that on the show notes before the last episode. Right. Yes. Okay. So out of that diagnostic criteria, I'm just going off the top of my head. I think there was nine criteria and somebody needs to meet at least five. Five of the nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Five of the nine. And if that's not right, it will tell you in the DSM, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's five of the nine diagnostic criteria. So if you have someone that kind of presents with some, say they're male, and they present with some male chauvinistic stuff doesn't necessarily mean they're narcissistic. I think we throw that term out quite a lot. Yeah, I think I definitely think it's an overused term and a not understood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to be really truly diagnosed with a narcissistic personality disorder, you probably would have had to have that diagnosed with a mental health professional or some type of a physician and not just your neighbor. <laughs> Or your, your uh, salty ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't get near him. He's a narcissist. Yes. Yeah. So, in fact, um, that brings up a story. Yeah. I like stories. You have so many of them. I do. And well, they're, you know. Years of stories. Years of yeah. stories. Yeah. But years ago, and this has been way back in the archives. This just reminded me of this. Way back in the archives, I had a client come in who 
by all descriptions, had a pretty good marriage. She was a stay-at-home mom, um, which we see a lot in Utah. Yeah, we are. Actually. We're, we're in Utah, a very Mormon religious community here, mm-hmm. and it's... The culture kind of supports. Yeah, the culture is very supportive of the stay-at-home moms. mom. Mm-hmm. And there's some stay-at-home dads, but... In, yeah. our, in the culture, mm-hmm. it's stay-at-home moms is what you normally see. Right. And so it's not that uncommon to have a stay-at-home mom and little kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this particular client had, I believe she had um, a toddler and was pregnant with another child. And... You know, what she described her husband was great and whatever, except she quit her job when she got pregnant with the second child and decided that she was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And in the beginning, he was supportive. Mm -hmm. Not a problem, okay? But as time went on, he became really snarky about money. Okay. Okay. Just kind of mean about it. Made comments really was um, looking at her spending habits, you know, just things that had never been in the marriage before. And they had been out looking for a piece of furniture that they needed for their home. And she ended up finding a used piece of furniture that was in great condition. And she went ahead and bought it. And when he got home from work that night, she said, I found this piece of furniture and it's a great deal. It was a great price. I bought it, but we need to get your truck and go get it. And he blew a gasket. Even though they had talked about it, been looking that she had spent this money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was absolutely like floored. Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Okay. So in talking about it, it just, we ended up realizing that it was a belief system that he had about money. And she ended up going back to work for just a few hours a week, just mm-hmm. a little part-time job. She had family members help her with the, then it was a new baby by then, and the toddler. And she went back to work. And as soon as she went back to work, he was absolutely fine. Oh, so it was more of a resentment. Yeah. Of, or not possessive ownership of the money because he mm-hmm. made it. It was right. his money that he made. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But if you're looking at it from the outside with what she had presented with a lot of his behavior, you would start to question, is he like really narcissistic? I mean, does she, does she end up in a marriage that she doesn't realize how controlling he is and how narcissistic he is and mm-hmm. whatever? And it ended up being that it really it presented like that, but it was really kind of his own belief system about money. Interesting. Yeah. And it was kind of one of those, she goes, well, as long as I always have a job, I guess I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and honestly, I know a lot of, again, it's male based. I know a lot of guys because that's the culture we live in is there's a lot of stay at home moms. And that's what, that's the, the common thing Mm -hmm. that you hear. And I personally know quite a few guys that don't believe in that. And really, yeah, they just, they would not be able to accept the fact that their wife did not work. Okay. And, yeah. and again, they're also people that only have 
a couple kids because I don't know about other states, but here in Utah, you get more than two kids in daycare and you might as well just have bought another half a million dollar house for right. yeah. the amount of it money does. you spend. Right. It's pricey. It is so mm-hmm. pricey. And that's a lot of where the logic comes in of if you have more than a couple kids, really uh, probably ought to stay home because unless your spouse is making six yeah. figures, you're not going to break even. Right. And I just know quite a few men that have made comments and I have heard that I either have worked with or something and they would not. That's, they'd would be a not. lot like that uh-huh. guy from your story. If mm-hmm. It just would not be acceptable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have an interesting culture here. We do. And we have large families. Lots. Of, yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have very few families with just a couple kids. Yep. We have, we have large families here. So yeah. So not every person who has or comes across with a controlling characteristic as narcissists it's not automatically they're narcissistic mm-hmm. you know but we we hear that a lot yes yeah and then we had some other questions come up about if you think they're narcissistic like can they change can they be fixed fixed yes <laughs> can we fix their <laughs> asshole behavior <laughs> depends on that diagnostic criteria that's true because if it's a true narcissist that's truly diagnosed there's no fixing right they're probably going to die narcissistic yeah Yeah. you might be able to train some different habits into them maybe well one of the things that we find and i think i mentioned this before is people that are narcissistic don't take accountability right so for someone to take accountability and really work on change uh, you know I don't know if someone who is really diagnosed as narcissistic can change a lot. I think everybody's capable of some change, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. yeah, but narcissistic people usually don't, you know? Right. Yeah. I have another really good story about, <laughs> I just have <laughs> stories. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> but I have the story, which reminds me about change. Cause this is a really good one about, change it's an interesting story so this story the setting was it was years ago and again she was a stay-at-home mom and if i remember she had a toddler and a newborn okay okay and she had had a little bit of college given up her college to get married um and start a family and her husband went to college and she was a tiny person. She was probably 5'1". She just wasn't tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was a very large ex-football player. So together they really looked funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were just like, he was so tall and she was so little. Okay. So anyway, she came in to see me because what, um, I think what got her to come in is she was really struggling with some depression and just unhappy in her marriage. And as the story went on, looking at him, we kind of thought maybe he might have some narcissism because he refused to help her around the house. That was her job. She was a stay-at-home mom. He had never changed a diaper. He had never watched the kids for her to go out with girlfriends. Um, She was on a very tight budget, but he could spend a couple hundred dollars on a new racquetball racket at Racquetball racket? Racket, (laughs) Racquetball racket. There we go. And that was fine. And he would go out and play racquetball every night. But as far as helping her, 
nothing because she chose to be a stay-at-home mom. And she would ask him to help her do tasks, excuse me, around the house that she couldn't do. One of them is they lived in an apartment building and she literally could not take the garbage out and reach the dumpster. Oh, yep. <laughs> she, she was literally too little yeah. to reach the dumpster. So she would ask him to take the garbage out and he wouldn't. And he just wouldn't. And I don't know if he was just lazy or what, but he would not do it. So one time I said to her, stop taking the garbage out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Literally, there were like seven, nine big black garbage cans in their little tiny apartment kitchen and he would not take the garbage out. They're just stacking up. Stacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just, yeah, that, I can't yeah. imagine just being in that power struggle. No, no. Over, yeah, especially garbage. That's in your kitchen. Yeah, and you got a toddler running around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh. thinking this doesn't look good. He graduated from college and had a job at a company that he, um, it was a large company. I think it was actually like Thicol, big company. Um, and he made some good money. I mean, they were they were doing okay finally okay mm-hmm. and he went out of town for his first company trip they sent him out of town tdy and i had seen her that morning in counseling in my office over in another town where i actually had a satellite office and i leave my office at eight o'clock at night and she's sitting in my office sobbing and i walk out of my office and she's in the waiting room And I go, oh, my word, what happened? So she comes in and she tells me the story that he had literally called her earlier that evening and confessed to her that his first night away, he somehow got involved with a hooker. Uh, Oh, a hooker. Seriously. Okay. And had sex with the hooker. That's usually what you do with hookers. Yep. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually yep. the reason. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <laughs> There's a goal. There's a goal. In There's mind. a goal there. <laughs> so anyway, she was just like devastated. He was he was crying on the phone, and it was this big scene. So this is way back in the dark ages, and she literally you had to wait so many months before you could get tested for AIDS. And um, so she made him sleep on the couch. She did not divorce him. Oh, wow. But he decided at that point that he was willing to come into counseling and make some changes. Oh. Okay. Okay. And so the interesting thing is he had always said, every time she asked him to do anything around the house, take the garbage out, help with the kids, whatever, he was, she was nagging. Oh, nagging. And he was sick and tired of her nagging. And as long as she was nagging, he wasn't going to do it. And then her her rebuttal to that was, if I don't nag you, you won't do it. Hence the garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, he decided, it was kind of this agreement that we came up with therapy, that he would allow her to nag because he knew if she didn't nag, he wouldn't do it. Oh, so there was a little accountability uh-huh. there. And a okay. little willingness to change. Okay. okay. So anyway, as time went on, you know, they were working on repairing the marriage and whatever. But as time went on, I I quit seeing them because they were doing quite well. He was actually stepping up. He was helping with things around the house. He was allowing her time to go out with friends. It, you know, things 
really seem to be good. So you always worry in a situation like this, whether it's temporary change mm-hmm. or permanent change. Because yeah. is he just changing because he kind of really screwed up? Yeah. Yeah. Because his tail's up between his legs yeah. and he's cowering. Yeah. He thing. really screwed up. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this the, how this story ends is years later, I actually ran into him. Okay. And they approached me and said, do you remember us? And I'm thinking, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, first oh. off, there's that distinct size difference exactly. that you can't unsee. <laughs> right. It was still there. Uh, I, okay. She didn't grow. <laughs> she didn't grow. Weird. No. No. But anyway, I go, yeah, I, I do remember you guys. And ask them how they, they were still doing great. Oh, wow. So there's someone who... I probably look back, and he was more of the asshole. Just an asshole. Just yeah, an asshole. not Just a true the, narcissist. Right. Yeah. Because to be able to, you know, of course, he, he really screwed up, and it, he was like his marriage, his religion, everything was on the line. Yes. Okay. Yes. But to really take accountability, to make changes, make changes that lasted over years, you know, he probably wasn't, he was probably what they call a pseudo-narcissist. Pseudo-narcissist. Mm-hmm. It sounds fancy. Yeah. And that's someone who really is not a true narcissistic personality disorder, but have a lot of behaviors that are similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we see and we might, but underneath, they're more of a male chauvinist, probably, okay. than a true narcissist. And they can change they can change because they really don't have that personality disorder Mm -hmm. stuff that we talked about when we were talking about borderline how personality disorders are formed Mm -hmm. okay and how our personality is formed when we're little and it doesn't change much this is more that they have learned this behavior okay and it could be modeled from someone who is narcissistic or whatever but down deep inside their personality is not really a narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably the category that he, you know, yeah. he was used to just getting his way. He'd, you know, been a football player. Everybody doted on him. Mm-hmm. And know. then when he done effed up. Yes. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> By the way. As we mentioned. As we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. The whole reason you get hookers. So hopefully that kind of answers the question about, you know, and some of these comments we've had come in from our listeners about personality disorders and wondering if the person they're with is really narcissistic. Mm-hmm. So I think the way that you're really going to tell is do they have the diagnostic criteria? And when push comes to shove, are they willing to make changes and take accountability? Mm-hmm. And I will point out too, from knowing a few narcissists in my life. <laughs> narcissists are also really good at pretending to change. Uh-huh. You bet. And I've seen that pretending a lot. to take accountability, mm-hmm. but they never truly believe that in they what to. they are saying they will change or what they have done. Mm-hmm. And so also it comes back to that if I think anybody will change when they're in trouble. Right. But if that change actually will stick. Right. And, and, the, the, and the fact that I ran into him, which is kind of one of the things of a small community, mm-hmm. you know, but the fact that years later, things were still going good. And that was both of them saying that, mm-hmm. you know. And you could just tell yeah, by Well, they didn't have and... to approach me. 
And yeah. probably if things yeah. weren't going well, they, they probably, probably wouldn't, wouldn't have approached have. their past therapist right. who yeah. saw them in their darkest times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you remember us? <laughs> you just duck you duck around the other aisle of that store and yeah. pretend you didn't see nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I think that kind of um hopefully shed some light on that. We really appreciate the comments and the questions that are coming in. Yeah. So feel free to continue to write to us on our well, Brooke's in charge of all that, but you know, whatever we do, <laughs> email. What do we do, Brooke? An email, email. The email is listed down in the show notes and just email us. That's how we're getting these. And it really does open really good doors for discussion. Yeah, good dialogue coming out. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think again, this is all rela- relatable. Like I said, with in the borderline issue is I think we all can at least name <laughs> at least one time where we have known somebody mm-hmm. like that. Right. And I think the same goes for these narcissistic or again, we're, we're man hating yeah. un- unfortunately here, but just oh. that just when people are just being assholes, I think mm-hmm. we can all right. relate. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to us. And again, go through our website. Uh, we'll also be listed in the notes too, a link to that. And go through, if you want to go through the diagnostic criteria of any of these different personality disorders we brought up, or again, back to depression. If you mm-hmm. want information on those, look through that. And that might help you try, if you are trying to figure out it, what your partner is, is or isn't doing mm-hmm. or might mm-hmm. be. Yeah. On. But just be careful not to be an armchair therapist like mm. your father. Oh, is my father an armchair <laughs> <Yeah>. therapist? <laughs> well, he, he thinks he's lived with a therapist long enough. He calls himself an armchair therapist. <laughs> be wary of those types. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't ever trust my father. No. No, he's offered to substitute for me when I haven't been around. I don't think anyone would even notice the difference between you two. No, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> no Just, one would even no. catch on that there was a change. No. <laughs> you look different with that mustache. There might be a lawsuit, though, at the end of it, just based off the fact that Paul has no filter. No, and he really isn't a good therapist. No, and he would totally make somebody cry. Yeah. But anyway, well, that wraps it up. So we will um, catch you next time. Yes, we will. Okay.